love that this student literally got home from camp and went to the religious dropout. Love it. <laughs> so hopefully me... they also went to their to their Baptist grandma and said, Grandma, even you're your swimsuit pick was not Christian enough for this camp. <laughs> and Grammy also, you're a stripper, basically. And you're listening to the religious dropout. <laughs> Reluctantly, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. What's up? What's up? What's happening? What's up? I won't finish any more of that, but uh, let's get some life updates. I should start with I'm very excited because Jackie and I are expecting. A dog. To eat some cookies after this podcast because I just bought Detroit Cookie Company. <laughs> Chelsea, to kick off this campy episode, <laughs> you might notice this s'more cookie is about half eaten. Trail mix. But I'm jealous. An update for all of us that have been keeping up with our cookie race I've driven by these things called Detroit Cookie Companies. I don't know if you've seen these before. I feel like but I've just... seen like an ad. So we, we've done Crumble and Insomnia and now Detroit Cookie Company. The Pit Mix? Wow. Yeah. This is brownies, Snickles, Snickles? Snickers <laughs> and Ruffles potato chips. This mm-hmm. is Cherry Ooh. Chip. Ooh, Cherry Chip. Should be pinker, but it's not. But this boy is called... Blue Moon, which is blue raspberry, fruity That's marshmallow so cool. heaven, and a cookie. I love that. Oh. I love marshmallow, honestly. Love and this it. marshmallow, for real, for real. So that's yeah. my life update. We're about to dive into these. I love it. Um, I I knew 1,000% you would never drop any kind of bomb that starts with expecting anywhere near the podcast without a full-ass film crew like that was going to be like an mtv cribs recording type of moment because my reaction would be so ridiculous mm-hmm. but i thought you guys might be getting a dog so i was like oh but then i'm like you just moved new i was like nah, kids yeah. so yeah i was i mean dog cookies close 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 um i i want to say for my life update i feel perplexed by jelly roll <laughs> i don't know who it is i know it's a dude with a face tattoo, but I don't know anything about this guy. And I keep seeing him everywhere. Everywhere I look, I see Jelly Roll. And I just don't know what, what is it? What is Jelly Roll? What, what is, is a Jelly Roll? Roll? Right. I thought it was like the that gel That sounds pen like a little now. Debbie kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just like one of the things that's really been on my heart this week. Um, also in other news, I, this, this could be a whole podcast, but we'll just give an update and then we'll go right into this camp episode. We are Definitely. staying campy episode uh or staying campy part two today um but i the most recent life update for me is i was asked back in the winter like the late winter to be a speaker at this women's conference and i was really excited about it i started preparing for it um it was like such a blessing to me because i love speaking i love it so much and um when it's about like bringing connection and community right like i don't just love to like speak about whatever, but but the intentional kind of conversations that come from 
being a conference speaker or a camp speaker, I loved a ton. And um, so I was very excited about that. And then I got a call just a couple weeks ago. I've just been kind of mulling over it and, and kind of like really upset um, before I kind of shared it with the world. Right. Cause of course we have mm-hmm. people that don't like us that watch the pod. And so you don't always want to share the things that like suck in your life with people that hate you. But, um, but I got to take the good with the bad. Right. And we've got a lot of um, a lot of like family member type of followers here too. So, um, but I got a call that I was no longer, um, able to be a speaker because of my affirming views on the LGBTQ community being public. And um, I just want to say, because I'm excited about this episode and I don't want to, you know, waste too much time on this. I, I was devastated. I cried very hard. I, I you know, talked to Brandon about it right away. Um, but I just want to say that it was a reminder to me that when we choose to chase the call that God has put on our life, we are not guaranteed ease. And we're not guaranteed comfort and we're not guaranteed that the call is going to come with, you know, like, like all kinds of glitter and um, fabulous things. And so I just feel like this is just part Mm -hmm. of my story and, um, and it's worth the cost, right? Like the cost of speaking out and being authentic and vulnerable in my faith is worth losing a spot in this speaker, in this conference anyway, you know, but, but it was really hard. So just kind of wanted to share that, that struggle and that sadness there yeah i haven't had to deal with anything like that um so that really sucks chelsea yeah but you've had a lot of very serious fallout as well so you know yeah yeah, yeah. i think i yeah. think we kind of just know that when we when we really speak out for the kingdom it comes at a cost and that yeah you know we, we're as hard as that is for both of us we're we're this is where we are so yeah i know Anyways. some people listening are like uh Hey, what, what conference is that? Because I low-key want to go now that they're canceling you. <laughs> they're like, that's my type of conference. I actually told one of my best friends. They're standing up for their beliefs. <laughs> it's like one of my best friends went immediately to their Facebook and wrote like a 10-page review. And I'm like, take it off immediately. I'm like, you cannot do that. And she's like going on, do not go to this church. This is disgusting. <laughs> okay, so let me know. I'll text Alicia and figure out what page that is, and then I'll go write my own review. That was that was who it was. I said delete that immediately, and she's you she's caught up you. on the podcast. So when she listens to this, she's gonna be like, "Oh great, I got an honorable mention for almost writing a church a horrible, a horrible." <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so, oh my gosh, let's so let's dive in. We got a lot. Something fun. What's your uh, favorite camp game? Oh gosh. Well, you're going to say it. Huh? Guerrilla Warfare, you thought? You no. were going to say it. No, really? no, I was going to say, I guess I'm going to have to say dodgeball because I coached dodgeball for all the, like, that was my favorite That's right. thing. But I don't know if that was my favorite game necessarily at camp. What was yours? Oh, Nine Square. Nine Square, I loved. Um, I also loved Four Square. Yeah. Which, you as I'm saying that, yourself. sounds hilarious. <laughs> but as I got older and less agile, Foursquare became less and less my Art. game. Nine Square yeah, became my game nine, for sure. Nine Square is the game for elderly people. And I will tell you what, right yeah. now, someone who listens to the podcast, who I love so much, I'm going to call him out right now, freaking Liam. Liam freaking beat me at Nine Square all the time. I'd be on a roll and then Liam. Who's half my height? Right? Weird. Boom. Just dunk on him. He'd dunk on him 
all the time. That's weird because Liam never beat me, so. Okay, weird. Anyways, moving on immediately. Yep. Immedi- immediately. Um, we have a story, I think, to kick it off, which it's not a recording, but she sent it into us. And um, this story, oddly, has gotten, we've gotten this story from several people. I probably got about five DMs that, that were just like this. So we're not, we're only going to read you one. But yeah. this this situation has happened in a ridiculous amount of times. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, so this person uh, wrote in and said uh, they got in trouble for wearing this super modest swimsuit uh, that uh, that their Baptist grandma picked out because it showed the tiniest bit of stomach uh, literally this year at camp. (laughs) I love that this student literally got home from camp. And went to the religious dropout. Love it. <laughs> so Hopefully they went they went to us, but they also went to their to their Baptist grandma and said, Grandma, even a your swimsuit pick was not Christian enough for these this camp. <laughs> and and Grammy also you're a stripper, basically. Um yeah, yeah. no genuinely why do, you, why do you want to lead the men astray, Grandma? <laughs> you killed grandma, grandma why are you putting thing. me up as a stumbling block <laughs> <laughs> i'm so holy shit i'm dying it's just so i remember when brandon and i and, and then i know i have to play this audio because i have the next story and i know we got to get yeah, yeah, yeah. so many but i just yep. thought of in this moment when we were sitting at breakfast planning this podcast which we had been planning for like a year before this by the way but like a year ago, we sat at this table and we're talking about the vision and whatever. And one of the things we both said was, this is going to be a podcast that parents don't want their kids listening to. Like yeah. we for, former youth pastors turned to Satan, right? And they're like, do not listen to the religious dropouts. Yet their kids are coming home from camp immediately telling us their trauma. <laughs> I just have to say to the person that wrote this in to us. <laughs> I have a picture Baptist- too. They sent me a picture. That swimsuit isn't Baptist grandma approved. That is Satan approved. That's so right. You should you, get that out of that lake yeah. for sure. You evil doer. You evil. Yeah, it's out. It's outrageous. I remember when I had to wear a, a tankini, you know, because I couldn't wear a bikini, obviously, and I would never want to. That's not really my vibe, if you know me. But yeah. I also, I also am very uncomfortable in one pieces. So the tankini was just what I had. And if you're familiar with a, um, like 20 somethings tankini the skin that it shows is probably this much which is about the skin that was showing on the student's bathing suit who messaged us because she sent us a picture (laughs) but i remember um the camp director at the time was like was had basically said like but well you can't wear that and of course i wore it anyway which is like most things i did that they said i couldn't but it was just like i was so shocked like are you, are you really going to tell me I can't wear this? Like, there's no way. There's no way. And and they really were. I mean, like I said, of course I wore it. But the, the fact that they really were trying to tell me I couldn't was was just mind, mind-blowing to me. It was insane. So um, this story is from and it's a good one. And I'll she's amazing, it. and I'm going to play it for you. Okay, so I hope this is okay to do a voice memo because I figured it would be better for you to hear what I'm saying here. 
Um, so as you know, I traveled in a band in college that went to a lot of different camps, churches, um, retreats, whatnot. Well, this story happens to be at um, EMD middle school camp. Um, me and a couple of the band members were working with the soundboard or just talking about the soundboard. I can't exactly remember. Um, but the speaker for the week comes over to a few of us. I don't remember her name. Um, very nice. But <clears throat> um, she goes, hey, so I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but the lunch ladies or the ladies that worked in the kitchen um, were had overheard you guys like having a conversation. I'm not sure what it was. And we were like, oh, that's weird. Like, we don't really know what they would have heard us saying that wasn't appropriate. Um, okay, sorry, I ran out of time. Um, but one of the ladies had overheard the band members saying, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. <laughs> Mind you, we were saying, the band members were saying in a couple lodge rooms right off of the main sanctuary area, service area, and they were also staying over there. So um, they took this as the band members were doing dirty things <laughs> or taking some kind of drug, um, and we were delinquents, essentially, is what they were talking about. And that we try to force other people to do things that we don't want to do. Um, of course, all the band members erupted in laughter when we heard this. Um, so here's why. Mind you, we had been um, going. My fellow band member actually six this summer. So like all the singing and the playing music, whatnot. I was a singer and my voice was shot. Okay. Between screaming um, during the camp games, uh, you know, doing whatnot. I was like, man, I really don't know if I can sing the song. Well, at the time, Mia had told me, well, if you don't, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. You know, we can have you be on a different song if you want, which I proceeded to say yes, because of the fact that my voice was tired. Um, but yeah, we got we got some dirty looks from the ladies in the cafeteria after that, because we're just all having sex. How dare we do such a thing? <laughs> in the world i think you also have to i think like if you're listening to this <clears throat> with no context that story is funny like oh oh the adults at the camp overheard some of the worship band talking and thinking that they're inappropriately having sex that's just funny in itself but the right. lunch the lunch staff at the camp we were at was really something yeah like what's the lady in monsters inc Mike Wazowski. It's Roz. Yeah. It, it gave a lot of Roz mixed with like Incredible Hulk. Do you know do you feel what I'm saying? You know what I mean? It was kind of like this just really um God bless him. I love him, man. I was all about that kitchen parade we had in camp. But I'm just saying her story is even funnier if you know the audacity of, of the lunch staff. So that's hilarious. I love that. For real. <laughs> love it. Wow. Oh man. Um what do we what do we got next? Um, we have another story. Uh, we do. Yep. I think it is. I know we've got one from one of our friends. I think she says her name, but I know we've got keyboard warriors, I think. And oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> keyboard. Keyboard. 
excited because this week's keyboard warrior did not type it out. And I feel like every week they're getting different. Like they're not behind the keyboard anymore. Cause I think they think we're going to use it. So they don't type it anymore. They just say it or hold it or tell it, you know? So this yeah. one was one that got messaged to me personally. Uh, well, no, no, it didn't. It got messaged to our podcast, Facebook. Okay. That's and right. they said, I recently asked who the new youth pastor was at Chelsea Nazarene, which is the old church I used to serve at that I've told you guys before. My blank, because I don't want to say who this was, but it was in her family. My family okay. member said that she didn't know, but that Chelsea, me, was posting online things that weren't appropriate to be putting online for a pastor. <laughs> Where do you think you were so inappropriate, Chelsea? <laughs> now, here's what I will say. First of all, I quit. Okay. And, and, and my <laughs> boss, my boss at the time was really like almost encouraging me to stay and kind of work through some of the affirming theology that I was having. But, but, you know, I knew out of respect for him and, and his church and, and my people, right. My community that I had built, I, I needed to walk away. Right. Um, yeah. But at that point I never put anything on Facebook that, that would have ever hindered the walk of anybody, let alone would have hindered the Nazarene people on my Facebook. Cause I was also the NY president. So like I had enough leadership to not be posting like, yeah. Wax stuff on my social media but so the warrior this week uh, claims that i i did lose my job over um over uh posting on facebook so inappropriate things yeah which is ironic brandon because you did basically <laughs> you basically did leave a job over a facebook post but anyway yeah only because I was insubordinate <laughs> and wouldn't delete it when my pastor asked, you know. Exactly. Yeah, you're an asshole. Yep, you deserve to get yep. fired. I've heard, I've heard people say that. Fall in line, Brandon. Satan, you bastard. <laughs> Which is hilarious leading into this next story. Here we go. Hey, y'all. My name's Amber. Uh, I'm a youth pastor, and I saw that you were going to be talking about camp stories, and I couldn't not talk about this one. So uh, I was a youth pastor for a very charismatic church, and one summer we were at camp, and uh, I was praying with a student, and they were sharing something with me that was really, really heavy. And all of a sudden, the speaker from the stage was like, I just need everybody, you know, to, to be quiet. So we're kind of in, like, this quiet, somber moment. And all of a sudden, I, like, you hear somebody hit the metal door on the side of the chapel. And we're all like, okay, like, what's going on? All the adults go into safety mode. And then this kid out of nowhere just screams, Satan, you bastard! Um, oh I don't know if y'all can play this on the podcast because I just said them. The word bathroom again, that's twice now, but uh, it's hilarious. Still to this day, um, we share like the group of leaders that I was with, like, we'll text each other occasionally and just be like, hey, remember that time? So, um, love, uh, in, in spiritual moments, uh, always the funniest stuff happens. So, that's my, my uh, irreverent camp story. So, uh, appreciate y'all. Love the podcast. Bye. <laughs> that was awesome. Wait, I really want a segment using amber's audio satan you bastard and it's like satan, the worst and it's like the worst thing that happened in our week how funny would that be as right a we segment? could be like i i ordered chick-fil-a and they forgot 
Chick-fil-A sauce. Say when you bastard. That's that's Yeah, like that's so funny. And I could find a Satan you bastard moment definitely every week. Like there's no doubt. I am not I am not shy. Yeah, I'm not shy of Satan bastard moments. You know what I mean? Definitely. So that's awesome. Wow. All right. We ready for the next one? Send another story. I love this episode format. I don't know how you're feeling. This is kind of fun. Our next caller. (laughs) Yeah. Next, next on the line. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, first of all, I love your guys' podcast. Um, I'm just not going to put my name out there just because, you know. Anyway, I was listening to your guys talking about like a sneak peek of church camp stories. And I just feel like I had to share something because, oh my gosh, it's insane. Like I talk about it with my old friends that we went to church with all the time just because like the crap that we all went through, and like the emotional manipulation, and you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but there was this one, well, actually, it was pretty much every summer we went, seventh through 12th grade, and I apologize if this is long, I'm really trying to hurry up. Um, seventh through 12th grade, every summer you'd go, and we would get there Monday, and then leave early Friday. And so Wednesday through Thursday, they did like, think about like the survivor games, and then Amazing Race, like, mixed into one. And each grade got points based on, like, their performance and, like, how they did throughout the challenges and stuff like that. And the reward was that they got to sit front row for freaking emotional manipulation worship night on Thursdays because the last night is always the cry night when you get, like, you're just like, you suck. Your sins are never going to be forgiven unless you repent right now. And anyway, I just look back to that and I laugh because it's so hilarious. But I also just want to mention that church camp is like some of the, some of the best memories came out of church camp. So like there, it's like good and bad, you know what I mean? So I just wanted to share that. Also, there was a rule that there was no purpling, which is like blue and pink, obviously. And if we purpled, we, well, I'd never purple, but anyway. Um, I'm just rambling now, so you can cut it if you want to. But anyway, we couldn't purple, and we had to be where we're supposed to be when we're supposed to be doing what we're supposed to be doing. So anyway, I love you guys. Thank you for being vulnerable every week, and I look forward to Sundays every day. Okay, bye. <laughs> wow. Well, sorry, we're making it Tuesdays now, so you can't really look forward to Sundays as much. And Absolutely. That was I... good, though. I love that for two reasons. Number one, if you are, it, it, it hit me that if you are, can't probably made people gay, because the reality is your hormones are crazy. And now blue and yellow is not a thing, but you can be with the same gender all you want. So really, I mean, because they're not talking about, you can't be with your, your partner, like you can't be intimate with your partner on the, instead they're saying you can't be a man with a woman. You can't be purple. I just feel like that li- that leaves a lot of freedom for for the gays. So maybe that's where a lot of sexualities develop because, you know, out of convenience. So maybe church sure. camp needs to rethink it. You know, I do know that there was some word on the street about deep dark blue and dark and and dark red. <laughs> <laughs> or dark pink. Down down the road there's a liberal church that has different colors. So we we got to just yeah. figure out what the new that's so awesome. I mean, yeah. none of the roads over by that camp because it's the whitest Absolutely. community. That it's the most yeah. conservative community. But yeah, yeah, definitely not. Um, 
I, I, it's so, it's, it's hilarious. And I love that. I love that recording, but it's also so sad because you can hear like right off the gate, the trauma, even before yeah. she said about the church trauma, right in the beginning when she was like, you know, Im- immediately bringing up emotional manipulation and things like that. It's like, yeah. it's, it's so devastating because as, as funny as these stories are, <clears throat> these are like real students and like real people who were genuinely negatively impacted or severely religiously traumatized by your programming and the things that the places that we, even you and I, Brandon, the places we went wrong as camp directors and leaders. So I I just hope that somehow this finds its way in the hands of some camp directors who do hate us, which I know they're out there. Um, But I think it would be a value for people who run camps and people in leadership to just like shut up for a minute and listen to some of these stories because it really is, it's sad, you know? And I, I know there are, there were some, uh, some camp speakers towards the end of our time there that would start to see the, uh, the manipulation of that Thursday night, emotional preaching and manipulative preaching. And they would start to give really kind of dry messages out of, out of, out of respect for, um, the exhaustion not coming and... yes yeah 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 um i mean I there's was... all the dark lights in the in the candles and which that sounds a little spooky satanic now that i think about it but definitely you, you feels know, very although, cultish. there is definitely that bit of things that we did as youth pastor of like the oh let's set the mood for this big communion this yeah. deep uh unveil everything about like what's been going on to your small group and it's wild and, and too. Honestly, if you are really about spirituality and you are really about Jesus, that night would happen in the very beginning. Because the message of Jesus was community and being vulnerable and like opening up and like, you know, yeah. finding finding community within the people that you so you're about to spend a week at camp with complete strangers, just as Jesus spent all these weeks with complete strangers. And you want them to have community and vulnerability and you want them to kind of like just not knowing, not like you want them to be willing to, to have these moments. And it's just odd to me that if you're really about the message of Christ, why in the world you would ever put that at the end of a week where they are just exhausted and more vulnerable to be manipulated. Um, and just, you know, it's just the dumbest, it it really, in my mind, it is, it is really not a model of, of Christ genuinely. I think it's really just, um, just kind of, kind of backwards. But I think a lot of leaders recognize that, like you said, because it's definitely changing. It's definitely changing. Yeah. yeah. So. Wow. What was your uh, worst memory from camp? Would you say speaking of like emotional mm. manipulation and stuff, and that can be as a student or a leader. I didn't go as a student, but I, I think you did. I went to family. I went to the like free camp as a, as a high schooler. But I didn't go to this camp specifically for their summer camp programs. I went to a different one. But um, honestly, uh, the last day of camp last summer was honestly uh, pretty pretty isolating because I went down and stayed some of that week because you were still still directing the the youth camp um, that week of family camp. But the worst day was was that last day of being there. And once you and like Tyler had left. Um, I just felt very like alone 
I felt alone because I wasn't uh, a pastor anymore. So I didn't feel like I had, and I, and I didn't have a church home because of when you're a pastor and you're at these churches and you get let go or you, you go separate ways or whatever. It's somehow, it's like you lost your, your, your card that, that tells you, you have permission to be here. Yeah. And, your membership cards revoked. Yeah. And so that was such a lonely night and I had some friends and I had some people I could have gone in, in, um, and hung out with, they were busy for the record, but I remember thinking I'm no longer a member of this club and I just can't walk up to every campfire like I used to be able to. And some of these people, uh, have been real mad that my, my, uh, my view of church has changed. So I know, I know we're not, we're not chill like we used to be. So yeah, it was lonely. That was probably my worst time I uh, in a place that I have loved. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, um, last summer. So last summer, you know, that where the week that Brandon is referencing had fallen on a week where just before that I had decided that due to the bigotry that I was very much witnessing and experiencing and, and, and a lot of bullying coming from the leadership of this one particular church. Um, and I had, I had, I just kept pushing against it and pushing against it and pushing against it because it would come up in conversations with leadership because they would complain about me often to our district leadership about my, you know, liberal viewpoint of the world and you know how i how i was going to taint the kids and stuff you know whatever and whatever else they wanted to say um and so i kept having to defend myself and finally i'm like dude i'm done defending myself like i i'm exhausted i'm exhausted of having to always defend my personhood for this one church that just won't let, let, let it go that won't leave me alone and, um, and so I had resigned o over that situation. And, um, and so that camp I knew was my last. And I felt like the leadership at the time was handling the situation so poorly, was handling my leaving, like, not only the, the situation with the bullying and like that incident and some of those incidences that were being yeah. shared, he was handling that terribly um, at the time, you know, cause, and, and we've learned a lot since, right. I'm not, but right. I'm going to be honest. Okay. I mean, you know, I, I love him and we've reconciled now and I think he's amazing. And, and, but at the time shit was hitting the fan and he was doing some dumb stuff. And, yeah. um, and in the, in the, in the effort of staying popular as popular as he could and in remaining loved, he chose not to really honor me at all. And at this point I had served, you know, almost 10 years. Well, not, it was actually, I think nine that summer, but 10 in the Nazarene church. Um, and I had spent every one of those years in leadership at NYI in some capacity. I wasn't just another youth pastor on the district. I mean, I had done tons of stuff. And so it was just devastating to me, the lack of care and compassion and empathy all, all really so you could save face and look good. Um, yeah. and, and it was devastating. It was really devastating. And so you felt lonely 
And I didn't think that was going to be mine. I was actually going to share a letter from a parent that was the most homophobic, disgusting shit I've ever received in my life. And that yeah. was my worst day of camp for sure. And but racist. I, and racist. Oh, super racist. Yeah, you're right. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Super racist, super homophobic. Um, And it messed me up bad. And I don't think at that point I was out to anybody. So nobody knew. I don't think. I'm 90% sure when that letter came in. And so they knew how horrible it was. But none of my leadership around me knew that I was reading that as a bisexual woman. I wasn't reading that as a, as a camp pastor. Well, I was. And, and the NYI president, I was reading it also as somebody who was completely being, a, you know, inebriated in this letter right. um, that was just gut-wrenching. But, um, but the loneliness you spoke about last year, yeah, I mean, it was dark, unbelievably dark. Yeah, it was tough, too, because there were people that I watched all week that were friends of mine. And mine. Be rough, be rough to you. And I think yeah. that's where it's like, yeah, normally I would have popped a squat at your fire. I don't think so. Like, yeah. so it just because it, I, it leaves you feeling like, are you for real? The cold shoulder, the cold shoulder. Yep. Because I was around you. But when I was alone, I never got that cold shoulder. Um, well, and I think. Until a couple months later. Then. Then, then you got froze the fuck out. You didn't get a yeah. cold shoulder. You, no. you got, you got removed. <laughs> yeah. That's um, true. I think I was really grateful though, because at that point, I think I almost sounded dramatic. Like, I'm like, they're ignoring me. They're treating me like shit. They're glaring at me. He just literally blatantly ignored me to my face. And you're kind of hearing this and you're like, okay. I mean, maybe you weren't. It just felt like I, I would think that if it was, you know, roles were reversed. It's like, okay, really? But you got to witness firsthand, like how horrible people really were treating me. And then you started to get the red letter A on your jacket for being with me. And as devastating as that was, I was so thankful that you like you could have empathy because you literally were living it. And and so I was grateful, but. I tell you what though, like maybe some people will say I'm asking for attention or anything or something like that. Like I'm putting myself in spotlights. I shouldn't be, but all of the worst experiences I've had with people are always when I decide to link arms with people. So whether that's, I attended a Black Lives Matter rally, I advocated for homeless, I I, I rode on a golf cart with you. Like it's, it's any time, and it's any time I've decided to say, I've decided to put my name with somebody else's that has been hurt. That's when, that's when people get, get, just insane to me it's when you step out of the main storyline and start crawling into the margins and all of a sudden people are like you can eat shit and you're like wait a second wait a second wait a second i'm getting closer to christ but farther from community how the hell does that happen and jokes on you because the way that you treat me tells me i'm just gonna dive the fuck in like like if that's right if that's what it is yeah i'm gonna go to 10 black lives matter rallies if that's, that's right. what it yeah. is, you're, we're done. We're done. Yeah. Pride yeah. flag on the back of my car. What are we talking about? Like, yeah, it's easy. You make it easy. Yep. Um, on the same topic of last summer, you know, a yeah. lot of the event, a lot of the events that led us to kind of the loneliness 
that occurred from the fallout and a lot of this devastation came from an event that had occurred the year before, which I never yeah. really intended to talk about on this podcast, but uh, we let people call and, and this was one of the calls. Hey, dropouts. Um, I'm not going to name myself, but I did want to leave a little message about um, one memory that I had about camp. Uh, a couple years ago, this is like the last camp we were all at together, um, when my absolute favorite person, Courtney Gill, preached about love and acceptance in the church. And um, there was an uproar about uh what she was preaching about, parents came because students evidently were going back and telling their parents that she told us all to be gay and she told us to love everyone, like, and be gay, basically. <laughs> like, so all these parents came, there was, like, a walkout, which was incredibly, like, I felt like secondhand embarrassment. I was like, that was just so dumb. Like, how could you do that to somebody? Like, and Courtney totally kept going kept sharing her love like she always does and yeah like I just I know how like emotionally draining that was for me and being there and hearing like even some of my friends and like my boyfriend at the time saying stuff about like all of this like oh my gosh I can't believe she said that and I was just like it's not a big deal she's literally just telling us all to love everyone because that is exactly how Jesus would be and yeah, like, people totally had problems about that, and I just think that was so horrible, and um, I totally, like, sympathize and empathize with, like, dropping out, and that's how I am now, so um, I just I just wanted to share that campy story. I love you guys. Yeah, thanks. She told everyone to be gay. Yeah. You know, when a preacher says everyone should be gay, it's like either every, ev either everyone needs to be gay or get the hell out. You know, that's all it is. I don't know. That's how I feel. So, um, you know, it's so funny because this, this ended up, you know, coming up years later, you know, it ended up coming up, you know, it was two years ago, this yeah. or not this summer, but last summer. And it got brought up recently and, uh, I started this huge uproar, the most division I've probably ever seen in my time in the Nazarene church in my, on my district. And it caused just this insane turmoil because, you know, once again, it was being, the doctrine of that camp was being brought up. And I, I will say that as a leader, you know, um, I wasn't blind, you know, Courtney and I, who was the speaker of that camp ha had had several conversations about what she was preaching. I mean, this was our first camp since COVID. So we wanted this camp to be edifying and exciting and hope-filled. And we just wanted that energy of Jesus just flowing in that room. If you want hellfire and brimstone, trust me, trust me, baby, that's going to happen at your church when you go back home, right? Like you're going to get that somewhere. But here, you know, we're coming off of COVID. We just want you to leave this place feeling cherished, loved, and having this hope. And I remember her sharing this Red Rover story where she said often in the church, because this was the night in question, right? Mm -hmm. She said, often in the church, we play this game of Red Rover where we say, come over, come over, come over. And then they come over and they're gay and we're like, bye. And then they come over and they're disabled and we're like, bye. They come over and they're, and they're um, you know, uh, not wealthy, right? They're very poor. And we say, all right, bye. 
Maybe they're homeless, we say bye. So she gives, you know, 10 different examples. But one of the examples that she named in the Red Rover analogy was a member of the LGBTQ plus community. And I remember crying that night because I thought that was the most beautiful illustration and the most beautiful sermon that every single person in that room could relate to, you know, cause we all have somebody mm-hmm. we don't want to invite, whether we want to admit it or not. Um, and I just remember in that moment thinking like we, I needed this, they needed this, like all of us needed this. And within an hour from that camp, my phone just started blowing up and I was, I was actually on the golf cart with Courtney and I'm just ding, 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 ding. And Brandon, you were at Cedar point, I think with Jackie's family I'm almost positive. I was so upset. Yes. I was so sad. And I, cause you couldn't be there. I was so upset. And, and right. I'm just getting all these messages uh, of these parents that are in this weird uproar about the speaker saying that being gay is okay. And, and I just remember just reading all of these and, and trying to navigate what the hell was going on. Cause I just sat through this whole sermon and, and out of this beautiful message comes this ridiculous gossip and propaganda and I just can't figure out how they got there and it it was it was devastating it was devastating and I mean you you know about the fallout from that because that's that's one of the events it continues to be a conversation yep it still gets brought up it still gets brought up yep so it's just it's just sad um, but that story did remind me, I wondered if you wanted to read this brand and I think I sent it to you. We got a yeah. Facebook message. Um, and I just thought that was so awesome. And then I can play the voicemail from the other, we have another voicemail, um, that I can share after that. Um, yeah, we just got this, uh, this Facebook message that, um, said, I just wanted to say that I listened to episode five this past weekend and I loved it so much. This is the one, right? Chelsea. Uh, They said, I loved all the episodes so far. I especially love the way y'all honor, celebrate, and provide an intentional safe space for the queer community. I'm no longer a part of the church family I spent decades being formed in, largely due to their bigoted hatred towards the LGBTQ plus uh, community, among many other issues. As a former worship leader, youth leader, and ministry, ministry school student who has since been on a somewhat isolating deconstruction journey. Your podcast has been a glimmer of beauty, hope, community, and joy for me. Thank you again. Heart emoji. It it was the heart emoji that got me. That was a great comment. That's really encouraging. Literally was so, I, I love that they named, they had all these roles. They went to, to ministry school. um, Yeah. They, they were in Sunday school. They, I mean, you know, leader, worship yeah, leader. to leave all of that behind. That's a, that's a huge, that's a huge deal. Like that, that yeah. kind of pain and that kind of, so it's just, it's amazing that we can meet you in that space. Like it's an honor. It's just such Definitely. an honor. Uh, we're learning things every day. You know, we love to be students. So um, this lesson today is taught by professor um, Cody. Brandon and Chelsea, this is Cody your gay brother. 
I'm calling because I'm halfway through your Stay Campy episode, which is phenomenal, and I'm loving it, but I also have realized through listening to this that your gay brother needs to do a better job of educating you on gay terminology. I thought the title Stay Campy was a pun because camp and campy is actually, I guess you would say, gay slang. Mm. Um, for instance, a couple of years ago at the Met Gala, the theme was camp. And camp in gay terms means over the top, exaggerated, and dramatic. <laughs> and so I thought that you guys were, but I'm, I'm realizing with listening to this that we are not on the same page. But I just think it's. <laughs> oh gosh, the things you learn when you have a podcast. Never knew. And the best part is he goes on, which I just know we're running long, so I couldn't finish mm. that. But he goes on to say, um, to say, to give an example, which is just hysterical. So, yeah, um, well, maybe we'll play that if we need it, you know, coming up. Yeah, and to that we say, uh, stay campy, everyone. Thanks. Uh, I'm so dead. No, that's awesome. I'm just in in the the gay brother. In the best gay brother of ways, we say stay campy. Yeah. And I want to say that, that we're going to, as we end episode nine, it's exciting oh, yeah, yeah. because that means we're going into episode 10, which I just think is so cool to make it to that first, you know, that first 10 episodes. So we're really excited. And um, we are, we are like at this point, 99% sure. So you can DM us that, that we will be recording our, our 10th episode at the campground um, at, mm -hmm. at our campground that you guys know, if you know, you know, and if you'd like to meet us there and hang out with us while we record make maybe make a s'more with us, um, we yeah. would love to have you. So send us a message if you, if you're going to be out there and if you want to link up with us when we record and we'll kind of let you know the details that we would never share, you know, with the world in this, in this type of platform. But yeah. Um, and then, I, and then I wonder family uh, camp at the EMD. Yeah. Family Camp Week, which yep. is uh, July 24th through the 28th. Yep. 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 And we're, uh, we're going to be talking about, it's, it's really the anniversary. It's the anniversary for me one year. And Brandon, I think you were pretty close. I mean, as far as credentials went. Yeah. No, so, I would have given them up um, prior to that, but, um, yeah. but still, yeah. Um, so we're kind of going to just honor the space that is our, our, you know, year 10th episode, like kind of recap of, yeah. of the feelings we have being out of the, of the church now, like what are, what are, you know, five or 10 things that we feel now that we're on the other side and, um, and why yeah. we feel those things. And so, and we, we're, we're taking stories from you, um, and, and how you feel since leaving the church or leaving, leaving, yeah. you know, a denomination or something. So um yeah are we gonna record an episode at this camp meeting yeah yep that sounds amazing yep that's the um one. are we asking people to bring a gay dish to pass yeah if your dish isn't gay get out that's what yeah. that's what we say so i'm just saying say if you can't have a rainbow element in there yeah if you can't make rainbow cookies get the out okay yeah. and 
no, I'm just, yeah. I mean, but do bring a snack. You know I mean? I'm not going to defer you from, I mean, absolutely. You know what? Maybe Chelsea, we could coordinate. Maybe the camp has a pride night anyways, and we could just incorporate the campfire on that day. I got to go on that note. Will you reach out? Will you reach that, out to that, the camp director see if they have anything going on? That just really gave me PTSD, which is so funny because for the teen services of family camp this year, if any of you are Nazarene, they're not freaking having services. They have to go to oh. the tabernacle. They have to go to the main services. They don't have anything special for teens in the form of services. And wait, it gets better. Brandon, what is the color and gender of all of the speakers for the entire week of camp? Drum roll, please. Brrr. white male <laughs> and you know what it's like, i wonder if i still have the the text you guys i gotta look it up because last year i started getting really odd you know like my audacity was getting was getting worse um and i actually oh here it is i literally messaged our ds and said this i'm gonna read this it's from june 29th of 2022 and then and then we're gonna say we'll bid you adieu hey sir thank you so much for being a part of our nyi we value you quick thought which you can take or leave i noticed the family camp speaker lineup <laughs> as well as our worship leaders are all males i totally get that and i'm not judging any leadership necessarily but I just want to echo the concern of wanting to have women up front leading announcements, prayer, etc. As we, as much as we honor our stance on women clergy and remind so many that we deeply value that part of the body, as I know you do. Thank you again for your work and your love of students. So it's just hilarious that I literally sent that message one year ago, like almost last week. And we're literally here again, <laughs> all white males. It's surreal. Yeah. Oh. Gotta well, love change, it. Change is slow, Chelsea. Just <laughs> gotta be patient. You're right. That's why that's why I patiently said peace up out. <laughs> I took my time, okay? We love you guys. We love you all. Stay camping. Hey fam. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Religious Dropouts Podcast. We hope it gave you a space to breathe, to laugh, and connect. It's our hope that as you journey along with us, that you too might find yourself saying, damn, it feels good to be a dropout. Be sure to check out our show notes for links to anything mentioned in this episode, including ways to connect with us on social media. We'd also love for you to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with anyone you know who might want to join our community. You are loved. Have a great week.